Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Accessing. This is the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And you guys were wondering, when I came in today, I'm like, we got a new drop. And you're like, when are we going to use it? Does it matter? Oh, no. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Still to come. Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith. Sports radio legend Chris Mad Dog Russo. From HBO's Perry Mason. Actor Matthew Reese. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. And we, man, that first hour flew by. Totally flew by as we're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision and talking about Lamar Jackson's decision that uh, he he's hoping to make <laughs> pretty much his market as it's currently looking now six days before he will hit the uh, the open market with the caveat of having a franchise tag on him that's non-exclusive from the Ravens. You can call us at 844-204-RICH. Mad Dog Russo is going to be joining us on the program in the middle of this hour. It's always a lot of fun to check in with him. The actor Matthew Reese from Perry Mason, the Americans, Brothers and Sisters, and more. He's in studio in hour number three. Chris Brockman, on a scale of one to Rich. ten, you and your Georgia Bulldog household. Mm. How uh, how much does uh, Nolan Smith make uh, Sarah Tiana and everyone <laughs> else in the Georgia Bulldog family of yours happy? Uh, let's see. I say a 10, 10. But, but a back-to-back 10. How about 10? Got it. 10 plus 4.39. So 14.39. Can we get him on the, get, uh, Sarah get him on the Falcons? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I, that's entirely possible. You never know. And he's joining us now fresh off of his Dynamite Combine on uh, NFL Network that I was pl- – uh, uh, Very uh, thrilled to be calling uh, the great Nolan Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Georgia Bulldog Football Program. How you doing, Nolan? How you doing? Thank you for having me. It's a blessing to be on your show, and I'm just happy to be here talk talk a little bit about the great Georgia Bulldogs. Now I know I know you uh, once you uh, ran that four three nine and were chatting to our colleague Stacy Dales. You turned NFL Network into a Georgia Bulldog, um, I guess, television uh, recruiting program. That's pretty much what you did. On our air. Uh, yes, that. yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you know, I try to recruit. You know, we got to out recruit the other the other schools now, just because NIL it's crazy now. You know, every school has their best offer against their best offer. So, what can the school really offer, and what can they bring? So that's what I try to bring to the light and tell people, other than the money, you know, it's a lot fortunate things that Georgia can bring to you. Well, and before we get to the trappings or trimmings or fixings that you mentioned on NFL Network. Uh, to me, you know, obviously uh, your teammates rooting you on um, as they did that video that went viral uh, of your teammates watching you run the 40-yard dash. Um, and what did you think of when you saw that? I think we showed it to you on live NFL Network television, but I give you the floor a few days later, Nolan. Yes, sir. You know, that's just the connection piece that Georgia guys just cheer for the other guys. We know each other's background. We know each other's stories. So we know how hard each other works for the goals and you know one of my goals I used to say man I want to run a 4-4 at the combine and you know those guys seeing those numbers and they were excited they just didn't know 
when I was training, I blew those numbers through the water, so we had to make a new number. No, but I think you saw the unofficial time being 444. Um, did you throw your phone in disgust when you did that? Did I see that on, on our air, yeah. Nolan? Yes, yeah, sir. You know, I kind of threw my phone in disgust just because I have tweaked my hamstring a little bit, and RC told me don't run again. That's um, my strength coach, my trainer. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, you know, I just thought I could lay down a better time, and I just got upset, you know, because they called it and they said, hey, you know, I don't think you should run again. That was a really good race, and it looked good online. And so you thought um, you didn't get your sub 4-4 and you weren't going to run it again, and that's why you were all upset and angry. Yes, sir. But that's then, really it. And then you found out you actually did run sub 4-4, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that made me excited. That changed my day when she told me my official time came in at uh, four three nine. Yes. So I said, okay, that's a little better. That made my day a little better. Okay. She, she made me smile. Well, Stacey Dales makes everyone smile. So, and then, and then that's when you started going into your recruiting pitch for Georgia. What's this new restaurant? What the heck was it? Oh, Bones. Bones is Bones. an amazing restaurant. And, um, you know, we have a lot of things set up nicely at Georgia, not the indoor facility, but Bones is a new thing that's just added this year. We have our own restaurant in our facility. We got our own chef and everything, and it's just for the Georgia football team. That's it. I couldn't come there. Could it, could I be your plus one at Bones, Nolan? No, you couldn't be my plus one at Bones. You had to be a part of that. those guys in the locker room. That's the privilege of coming to Georgia. You eat at a beautiful restaurant for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. Mm-hmm. And did I hear surf and turfs on the menu at Bones? Did I hear that too? Did I pick that one up? Yeah, surf and, Fridays is surf and turf. Uh, Thursdays before, you know, the spring practices are on <laughs> um, Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So on Thursdays, we usually have surf and turf. For the games, we do a little surf and turf or however – Whatever we really want that week. We talk to Miss C, Miss Corey gets it worked out, and, we, you know, it's a restaurant, so we really can do anything. All menu is open. No, and I also understand, you know, teammates are teammates and everything like that, Nolan Smith. To me, uh, Bones should be serving up whatever Darnell Washington wants to eat. That's pretty much the way I saw <laughs> for the rest of the combine. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Old, yep, old number zero Darnell could push that sled, man. He, he, the old number zero could push that sled, man. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that, yes, what I saw. What What is that like being around him, Nolan? Darnell's just a great guy. You know, we call him the big O. Anything, he's our 6-0 lineman that can catch the ball. That's just athletic. That's what I call him. You know, one of those guys on the split zone that you don't want to look down that midline and see. You see Darnell coming, you better have your big boy pants on. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, I would agree with that. He and he he had a heck of a combine as as well. So, what was it like for you? Uh, I've got Nolan Smith here on the Rich Eisen show. What was it like for you to watch your teammates play without you because you tore your pec last year? Oh, it was just it was exciting for me, mm-hmm. just because that's the goals that we work for in the summer. You know, we talk about going back to back national championships or really just playing fifteen games because it's a privilege to play fifteen. You know, some people stop at 14, some people stop at 13. We always say it's a privilege to play 15 games. And when I was there with them and they, everyone accomplished the goals on the team, it just lit me up inside and I was just happy. My heart was just hurting all, from all the joy. Well, and then, you know, to see you um, kissing the trophy there in, in Los Angeles, what, what was that like that night? Stetson's got the cigar lit and things like that for you. Well, it was just one of those nights where you'll never forget. You got to be in that locker room. I try to tell people you can't explain it from outside looking in, but if you're in that locker room, no matter if you played or 
if you only play half of the season, that moment is just special to share with all you guys because that's what we work for. We work for to win team accomplishments like championships and something that you can put on the board or put your name up there forever that no one ever can take from you. I've got Nolan Smith here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get to your goals. What's your goal as a professional football player, Nolan? Let's get to it. Oh, Super Bowls. That's what I want. You know, I'm a ring chaser. Um, I can care less about individual accolades just because, you know, Tom Brady won all the Super Bowls and he's automatically in the um, Hall of Fame. So, you know, the things that that carries a team and inside the players, I'm just looking for a great group of guys that just want to work, and I'm 100% able to find that in the National Football League. And so who did you speak to at the Combine? How many teams do you think you speak to at the Combine? Oh, I probably spoke to a lot around 25 teams. Um, my favorites, though, well, just because my childhood, those are my childhood favorites, and just watching those coaches now to see what they do, and now I have an opportunity to sit in front of them you know, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, and then the Great Chiefs, their organization. So you, okay, you spoke to you spoke to Tomlin? You spoke to Tomlin? Yes, sir. It was amazing. It was one of those moments that you'll never forget. And I still remember it. He told me, man, throw your bag down, you know, take, it, take a load off, be easy. We're just here to talk to you and get to know you. And it was just like one of those, like, man, he just doesn't know I'm officially here with him. <laughs> I love, by the way, I've loved talking ball with Mike Tomlin whenever I have that opportunity. And and because he he just makes me want to, you know, hit somebody. And I don't do that professionally for a living. Um, but I, I'll be honest with you, Nolan, they'll be lucky if you drop to 17. You know what I mean? That's where they're sitting. Um, and so did you speak to Chicago? Do you speak to the Bears, too? Uh, yes, sir. I spoke to the Bears organization. We have a lot of guys that came from the Bears. Roquan, yep. um, you know, when we spoke to their organization, they just talked about how much they love Georgia players and just our program and what Coach Smart has built and what he's producing out of Georgia. Do you speak to Houston? Do you speak to them? D'Amico Rines yes, in Houston? Sir. Arizona? Yes, sir. I spoke to Houston. It was, it was amazing. Um, I talked to a lot of teams. All my interviews were amazing. I was just happy to talk to some of the best coaches in the world at their professions, talk just talk ball with them. And um, Arizona, Colts, you probably spoke to everybody, right? You mentioned Pete Carroll. Yes, sir. Seattle? Yes, sir. I spoke to the Colts and uh, the great Pete Carroll. It was one of those interviews where I, when I got to shake his hand, it was like, man, I really want to take a picture of my hand just to let my father know I just shook Pete Carroll's hand. <laughs> so what's your team growing up then? was Is it the Falcons because you're from Savannah or, or you played for Georgia? Is it that simple? or, or yes, your team? I really just didn't have a team growing up, but I did cheer for the Falcons. Um, I know a lot of people think I'm going to go there. I'm just blessed to go to any of these 32 teams. Whoever picks me up, just know they're getting a guy that likes to work and is just ready to play some football. Nolan Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, Nolan, before I let you go, um, so – after Georgia destroys TCU and wins the national championship, somebody stepped to a microphone and said the following words. They thought we were going to go 7-5. and five. We end up perfect. I could talk trash now because I'm done. Who was that person, Nolan Smith, that said Georgia was going to go 7-5? and five? Who is that person? Um, I have to say, you know, Coach Smart put it in our head early. You know, they don't want you to win again. And I say it um. I think Coach Smart said that. Oh, so did you, now you're the one after the game who said they thought we were going to go seven and five, right? Oh, you? Yeah, I said that. You said that. You, and now I'm like, who said who? 
I need to know. I have not met a single person that thought Georgia would lose one game, let alone five, last year. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it, Nolan. You know, you got to put that self-chip on your shoulder and all. Um... For since day one, since we were running, that's the one thing that I said. Everyone want us to lose. Everyone, we got a target on our back, and Coach Smart said we will. We'll do the hunting. And so, you know, I try to make up my own little narrative, tell people, you know, they want us to go 7-5 just because a couple <laughs> years ago that's what Georgia did. I got it. Okay. So now, you don't know a single person who thought Georgia was going to go 7-5, right, Nolan? You didn't, you didn't meet a single soul who thought that. That's what you're saying. No. No, sir. Okay, but we did meet a bunch of people who wanted Georgia to lose. We did meet a lot of those people, right? Yep. Okay, very good. I was in the building that night, man. That thing was a wrap within five minutes. Over. Finished. Yeah. It was electric, though. It was one of the best games just for me, just to see my guys out there having fun, having a blast. Just this whole season, from J.C. holding up um, the quarterback at LSU, I was like, man, I never had more fun just being on the sideline with these guys, and I'm so happy I didn't leave to go train. Well, and now you are a guy who is atop so many people's draft boards. What is draft night going to be like for you, Nolan? What can you envision just, right now? I just envision just me sitting with my mom and my close family, just the people that really got me there, and just envision my mom crying. You know, this is this has been a goal for me just to play in the National Football League. I just always wanted to be a football player, and I played since I was four. So I just imagine she's just crying, letting it go. How, what's she done for you? Walk me through that, Nolan, your mom. Just everything. You know, that's the reason that I started my camp in Savannah. My mom used to wake me up. We used to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and drive to Atlanta to make registration at 7 after she just worked the long hours. So she... She's my everything, and I, I love her to death, and she's one of the reasons that I play this game still like that, like I do to this day. What's her name? Um, Shakima Bigham. Okay. What did she do that she was working all day and drove you? What, what What's her gig? Well, she used to work at Mark, so she used to work at a gas station, and she used to do in the little those little Mark phone booths. Mm-hmm. Sure. The person that's in there, she used to do the all-night shift, the graveyard shift, and the morning shift. Um, now she works at South Coast Medical Building, but hopefully, you know, my goal is to retire my mom completely. And was she on the other end of the phone when you picked it back up at the combine? You told her it was 439? Oh, yeah. As soon as I called her, she said she was just excited to see me run. She said she was happy. She knew that I was mad, but she was just excited to see me run just because I watched the NFL combine as a kid, and I used to be one of those kids that had it on all day. <laughs> Well, this is a thrill to meet you this way and meet you the way I met you on Thursday night, sitting in the booth and watching you run and then, you know, give it your all um, and and put it all on the line. You got fans here, sir. So good luck to you in your pro day days and your interview days. And I do hope that uh, you will, if you do, uh, come to the draft and in Kansas City, I'll see you. And if not, I'll see you down the line. I greatly appreciate it, Nolan. Yes, sir. I greatly appreciate you having me on. And one thing, go dogs. Okay. Uh, is that is that the surf part or the turf part of the dogs? Oh, yeah, that's both. Of course it is. <laughs> Why not? You got two championships. You got surf and turf. I got it. I got you. Thanks again for the call, sure. Nolan. Congrats. Thanks again for having me. Y'all and have a great day. You got it. That's Nolan Smith, everybody. Who the hell wouldn't want them, him on their uh, football team? Come on He's not going to get the, wants, he's not gonna get Nolan the 14. Smith. The answer is everybody. Can he get to 14? Do you think, do you think 
What if what if he plays for Tomlin? He's not gonna get, get out of here. He's not gonna get to seventeen. He's not gonna get to seventeen. He's not gonna get past Maybe they come get him. Eleven, twelve. Maybe they come get him. Like they went to go get Devin Bush. Yeah. Good guy. You just never know. I mean, he could go in the top ten. He should go in the top ten. Should. If he lit up an interview room the way he just lit up this this uh yeah. this show. Very likable. Oh gosh. Seven. He's the one who said it. They thought we were going to go seven and five. He's that one. <laughs> Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that. They had the easiest schedule. I ever. at least made him admit he never met a single person who said they thought <laughs> we were going seven and five. And he made that one up because that's what Georgia did a few years ago. Which t- which championship team had the most fake outrage? The Georgia Bulldogs or the Kansas City yeah, Chiefs? The Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, Nobody believed in us. Fa- fake haters. I would go. I'd go the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go the Bulldogs. Yeah, because, I mean. Come on, man. The yeah, Chiefs, at least. Uh, there's a I chance they weren't going to win. I, I raised my hands and they were going to win the division. Yeah. Good point. So, blame it on me is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm the schmuck on wheels, to use the good fellas phrase. Let's take a break here. Oh, baby. Mad Dog Russo. He says, why can't Brady retire in peace? <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> Chrissy, good spot, baby. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, along with Sirius XM and Odyssey and more, joining the live Roku channel stream, uh, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. I love this man, love listening to him every single day whenever I can on his radio show. He is the, the star. 
the star. Move over, Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> the star of First Take on ESPN, the great legend, Chris Mad Dog Russo, back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Christopher? Nice to talk. Boy, you got you got sponsors for your tables. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You are something. Uh, the lead man of the NFL Network, who I shortchanged nope. at the Super Bowl, which uh-huh. I will make it up to him. Come on. Down the road. How are you, Rich? I'm fine. You, you put me on at the end of your program. You had the heart out. I, I don't care. Anytime I get a chance to talk to you. It's just as well, too, that you had a short amount of time because you only got to list one out of the ten grievances you have against the NFL that you hold me personally <laughs> responsible for. And you made and you handled it well. That was the Steeler one on Christmas Eve when they didn't see the video. And you said the video lasted a minute. They were freezing on the field. you got to get those older players yes. back in warm areas. Correct. So you handled that very well. That Thank day. you, Chris. Well. How are you? So I saw on, fir- I saw on first take yesterday, uh, you, you said, why don't you leave Tom Brady in peace in retirement? I'm like, i got to get Chris on the program to talk about this. Oh, that was you who had that original story, did you? Well, know? it's not a story. You know, I just like, <laughs> I went to the Combine and... Yeah, have you ever been in a scouting combine, Chris? You ever been to one of them? I have not. Okay. I have not been there. No, um, I have not. Imagine the most gossip-filled place you've ever been to in your life and then multiply it by a factor of 100. That's the NFL scouting combine. And so I decided to give everyone a little sense of the stuff that I got in my ear the best I could because it was multiple people who said, look out for this, look out for that. And I decided to uh, – there's no other way to describe it, rumor monger. I did that. But uh, I, this is what people were saying, and I figured I'd throw it out there. So I'm not reporting it that he's coming back. I'm saying there are some people that describe to me the scenario in which he would. That's basically it. Does yeah, that make sense? And that would be Miami, I guess, right? Most of all, Miami. Is well, I mean, Dolphins were- yeah, because if, if the Dolphins do find the need to uh, replace Tua because he can't answer the bell, heaven forbid, and you got the greatest – quarterback of all time sitting in Miami and he might be sitting there thinking you know what uh I kind of do miss the game and I could still be the father I want to be by playing for the Dolphins then suddenly now it makes sense why he's not signing a one day with the Patriots or doing a salary cap favor contract with the Bucks. he's a free agent and he can do it that's the way it was described to me yeah, I mean, I would be only based on what I saw on Instagram and the fact that, you know, last year he ruined Selection Sunday by announcing his return. Uh, and he ended up put us back on February 1st, at, yes. you know, almost acknowledging that, that it changed. It was a real deal. I'm going to go on that more than anything else, and I'm going to think that he is not uh, going to return. It's interesting. You would know more about that nope. football. Listen, and Bruce uh, and Rich is on top of the football. I happen to stroll into a restaurant where they put me in a back table <laughs> at the Super Bowl, and I could not believe what? everybody flocking to Rich what? to just discuss what? life on the network, meaning <laughs> Cooper Manning, Trevor Lawrence, Garrett Wilson, E.B. Samuel, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, the great Montana, and so you would know more than I would, uh, but I would be surprised if he's going to play again. He's going to go get himself embarrassed. The people are going to go crazy. Really, Tom? I mean, it's going to look bad. I understand Miami. Concussions to her. They got talent. You know, he almost went there to, originally with Ross. 
but I would be really, really surprised. Me too. I really would. I would too. I was just, you know, throwing out something I heard. Why are you surprised that people come up to me in a restaurant, Chris? Why would you be surprised? Oh, you were, you were, you were great that day, uh, <laughs> at that night. And by the way, one thing about the Brady thing. Yes. Remember, I got to do what I'm mad about, and I do the three yes. a week. I and saw that. I had a lot of trouble finding a couple yesterday because, you know, there's no football. Uh, there's no baseball at the moment to speak of. I actually threw the WBC in there. So it was hard to find a couple that really were going to stick. I didn't want to do the golf with the live because then it's an issue with the PJ Tour. So I was in a tricky spot. So I kind of ran out of a lot of ammunition. So normally I wouldn't have put that in. Yes. I put it in, and lo and behold, you watch it. It gets me in trouble. <laughs> but... <laughs> Trouble. It's not trouble. I, it, it's caused me to say, you know what? I haven't had Chris on the show in a while, and I appreciate you finding the time to do it. I got Chris Mad Dog Russo here on the Rich Eisen Show. You are, you've been around for the Jets forever, man, and here they are going for the Packer legend at the end of his career. I can't believe for a second time. Do you think Rodgers is a good fit for the Jets, Chris? I, 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 I do. Jets uh, need to be sort of irrelevant to such a time. I did not want $100 million for Derek Carr. I think Carr is a championship quarterback. The Jets are in a weird spot with Carr because yes, he's an improvement, but they're not going to win playoff games with him. I don't think. So as a result of that, if you're going to go after a QB, you might as well go after a QB that gives you a fighting chance in a postseason scenario, and Rodgers does that a lot more than Carr does. Um, you know, the Packers, they can't ask for that much with uh, collateral back, you would know more about that than I would mm-hmm. based on being out. Yeah, I wouldn't think they'd have to give up a first time uh, because of where the Packers are. It sounds like they want him out. They got Jordan Love sitting there, uh, and he wants to play for the Jets. But I do think he would help the Jets. I like. I hope he buys in, shows up at the OTAs, gets to know his receivers a little bit, and doesn't show up you know, a week in his training camp. Here I am. I hope he buys in, but uh, I think that, uh, that he's got plenty left. I think Rodgers will have a good comeback year. Not that he was that bad last year. Right. And I think it's the right move for the Jets. I think you got to do that if you have a chance. Well, uh, uh, but a lot of stuff that, that he says outside of the world of football that doesn't get brought up to him in front of his locker by the 10 people in, in Wisconsin, I think would be by the 50 people in New Jersey, don't you think? Like, that's the yes, one I thing. Do. That's the concern. And I do think, you know, he could get himself in some trouble there. There's no question about it. You know, uh, and this is there's a lot of reporters here and talk show hosts yeah. and everything else. Uh, but again, the Jets are so desperate, the fan base is so desperate that as long as he played well in the games, they will put up with everything else. As long as he played well in the ball games, where in fact he, you know, uh, won some good teammate, didn't sag his shoulders. Uh, I mean, they haven't had a quarterback in such a long time. I think that the Jet fan, per se, will look away from that and go out there and deal with it. So I, I, think, it's a, I think it's something that's going to happen, Rich. You're much more plugged in than I am. No. I have trouble believing that Woody Johnson would have flown out to California if he didn't think this could happen. Yep. So I think that you'll see Rodgers at the end of the day be a Jet. How do you, think, how do you think Daniel Jones is going to fare with him now having a $40 million salary tag over him? You know the New York fan, if you don't. I mean, and, and also, you know, Eli got paid, but he already had one in the case 
when he got paid like that. I mean, they are paying uh, Daniel Jones, and I guess they had to do it based on, you know, uh, where they were as far as the whole thing with Barkley and the franchise tag and everything else. Uh, Jones, to me, I am not one who is going to run thinking that because he played pretty well last year, easy schedule, great coach, that all of a sudden now Daniel Jones is going to respond and be this great quarterback. I don't buy that myself. I think last year it, it, all things kind of broke right for him. He, they took advantage of his legs, and they played the AFC South. They played Carolina. They played the AFC, NFC. I mean, they played the NFC North and the AFC South. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, they played Carolina. Uh, they played Jacksonville, and they played when they were bad. They played Houston. They played the Colts. I mean, they played a lot of bad teams, which I think helped the Giants with their schedule. Uh, so uh, I am not convinced that all of a sudden he's now a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. I think the Giants probably had to do it. We'll see. But I do think the love affair could be a brief one. I don't think the Giant fan, if he plays barely, is going to forgive him so much myself. I have to be fair. Doug, uh, I, mean, I mean, Chris, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you, man, because if he – if he does not perform at the $40 million price tag, I mean, we, we saw, I mean, growing up, I mean, Winfield, right, when he was Mr. May and how much he was getting paid, which is now how much, I guess, Daniel Jones would be making over a two-game span, right? I, I mean, I've, I've seen this before, and I hope he's ready for it, and I hope the Giants can actually make it to a second round of the playoffs. Certainly when Jalen Hurts is doing what he's doing and he's about to get Good paid, point. you know, in that division. It's no, I know. Listen, we all know the going rate of quarterbacks is that money. So, I mean, they almost had to pay him. I understand what the Giants are doing. They gave him the $82 million guarantee. Gino got $40 million guaranteed. Uh, they were able to slap the tag there, of course, on, um, uh, on, on Barkley, which maybe they weren't going to be able to do. But I am one. I don't think Jones is that good. So, I mean, I am still under the belief that I got to see this again, and he played well last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to see it again as a fan to think that Daniel Jones is a what top ten, top eleven quarterback. He was that sort of borderline this year. I look at him more in that fifteen category than I look at number ten. And for forty million dollars, I think you'd like to get a better quarterback than a top fifteen guy. We shall see. Couple more minutes see. left with Chris Mad Dog Russo here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think of the pitch clock, Chris? What do you think? In I think it's worked out well. I haven't watched that many training, uh, spring training games, right? But I think so far, it. Uh, I had Brian Snitker on radio. I taped him. Yep. Uh, the Brave manager today, he loved it. He thinks it's going to be a big plus. He thinks you'll see a lot more singles Good. in the sport. Uh, so, with the shift now being banned, he also thinks you'll see more stolen bases based on the no more throws. You know, incessantly to first base, and the bag is a little bigger. He liked the rules. Uh, I, I think, listen, if you can shave 30 minutes off that clock, thank God. The games are way too long. So I think this was something that baseball had to do. And it sounds like, listen, early returns, Rich, it's a big difference to enforce these batter box you know, shenanigans and pitchers throwing the ball at the clock behind them. You could do it on March 8th. Let me see you do it in the middle of July in a pennant race at Yankee Stadium in front of 50,000. No doubt. So, I mean, Giants. Do- keep that in mind. Can you imagine Giants Dodgers, your Giants against the Dodgers Sunday night? Whole country's watching on ESPN or as many that, that, that watch on Sunday nights on ESPN. Uh, Yankees Red Sox. And there's a walk off pitch clock violation. 
get out of here. You know, like I, <laughs> seriously, like we had in that first spring training. Get out of here. And, I, and I understand. I understand they're probably you know over officiating this right now. This like the NFL does with a new emphasis on holding and things like that in the preseason, and we all go crazy. And then and then players adjust and umpires adjust or refs adjust. I don't know though. A walk off pitch clock violation in a big game. Can you imagine? I don't well, care. Let's see if they use. Yeah, let's see if they use some common sense. Um, uh, but listen, something had to be done. The games are way too long and too tedious. I mean, think about it. A football game is theoretically about three hours and ten minutes, and that was this the length of a baseball game. Football, they play eighteen. Baseball, they play one sixty-two. So something had to be done. I happen to think maybe this will work out. Baseball needs some good luck. Hopefully this works out and we can have ourselves a season that's a little more brevity-oriented instead of tedious as far as the length of these games go. Chris Mad Dog Russo, you're the man. How long are you going to keep doing first take? It's fun to watch you. What are you thinking? How long you want? Uh, what do you yeah, think? Uh, you know, listen, uh, they've been good to me. Yeah. Stephen A's good to me. Yeah. There's no way uh, I, I would not do it if they wanted me back. Yeah. So I would suspect, at least for the time being, that I'll be part of the family. There. When are you going to host you know that family? Well, yeah, I do. When are you going to host Sports Center? When are you going to be a Sports Center host? Chris? That I'm not going to do. <laughs> I have to. I have to know my limitations. I'm not that good. I don't know. That I, I mean, can't, that I, don't, I, can't tell. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see you do a highlight or two. I think you should. You can expand the roster. You can expand it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> You're funny. How's LA? How's Southern California? Thing good? Oh, things good? things well. I mean, the Lakers are wondering if they're going to make it. Um, you know, the Clippers are, are kind of hanging in there. Dodger fans are, are already uh, putting, uh, uh, you know, their napkins into their into their shirt with their fork and knife thinking Otani's going to come here. I know that. Any Dodger fan. I, think, I, and I think, I know he might go to the Mets. Oh, might go to the Mets. I mean, keep that in mind. I've never seen an owner like the Mets owner. I, by the way, I can't believe the Mets have gone from looking underneath their couch cushion for change to an owner that says, what luxury tax bill? The luxury tax bill, I think, is the amount uh, of an entire payroll of a third of Major League Baseball teams, Chris. I can't believe that. $364 million payroll. He's got Rembrandts in his bathroom, Steve Cohen does. <laughs> and so as a result of that, uh, you know, he's and he grew up in uh, out in Long Island as a huge Mets fan as a kid. Yeah. And he's 68 years of age, and so and he's worth $15 billion. You put all that in the mix, you don't care about... <laughs> Spending an extra $30, $40 million on luxury taxes, I can promise you. Yeah, you're making Super Bowl commercials for the Mets. I don't know. I can't, I yeah, exactly, which they did. I know. Point, Rich. When, 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 like, when has that ever happened? They never used to do That's that. the first time they did those 30-second spots. I think it may have just aired in New York. I'm not sure where that, if that was just a local spot. No. But, I mean, think about it for a second. It did a hell of a, and by the way, yeah. thinking of the Super Bowl, myself, I hated that call. Third and eight. You can't make that call there on third and eight. I was, I'm sorry. I was with you, too. I, if there was no call on that, I mean, you, all you have to do is look at look back at it, and you see Juju Smith-Schuster's body language. He wasn't going crazy in the end zone, hopping up and down. He was ready to run back to the sideline thinking that's that, that, that's that play. Good point. All over. Good point. I thought the same thing, you, too. You can't end the season on that call. When you're throwing the flag there, you, you are ending the football season. And ending that game. And you know if you leave it alone, the Eagles, well, you're at, the, at, you, at the worst, you can get an overtime. So that was, a, I hated the call. I couldn't stand the call. 
I hate those kind of calls. I, if it was egregious, a la Saints Rams, I got mm. no problem with it. Obviously, that was not egregious. I hated the call. Chris, stand it. Thanks, for, thanks for the call. Let's do this again more Keep often if you're Richard. up for it. I will do that, Chris. Okay, buddy. Great spot, Chrissy. Thank you. Good spot. Good <laughs> spot. It's a great Good spot. Time. I think it was a great spot. Thanks, Chris. You take care. The great one and only Chris Mad Dog Russo. <laughs> so good. How about him saying, why is he so surprised people come up to me in a restaurant? What's up with that? Well, listing, listen to the names he listed off. I think we're all a little surprised, by the way, too. Like, by yeah, the they way, all came to kiss the, the ring or something? By the way, it's... I must admit, okay, full disclosure here. This was the wheels up party at the Super Bowl. I had a table. I was sitting at this table. It was up at the front. It's up at the front. Okay. He arrived later. He was in the back. And it wasn't like I'm sitting there and Trevor Lawrence is coming up walking to me. Okay. I got up. You know, it's one of those things. No, it's one of those things where I say hello to this person at this table. It's right behind me. He's at a table. Uh, Cooper Cooper Manning was at the table right behind that table. We lock eyes. Cooper Manning gives me the, the head nod. Of course, I'm going up to him. And I went to, and I told Coop, Cooper, Cooper, I told him, um, hey, you're the star of those commercials, which he is. He is. Okay. So I say hello to him. On the table behind him, there's Trevor Lawrence and Alex Smith and Garrett Wilson. And I said hello to all of them. <laughs> and I went around like it was my wedding and my bar mitzvah. Uh, went around. So it's not like I sat there and all of a sudden, you know, it's like Luca Brazzi coming up on the day of my daughter's wedding. I just want to make sure that everyone understands what the what, what the scene was here. So you mean that Trevor oh, Lawrence was alone and said, "Yeah, they all came up." To you me. mean T Law wasn't sitting there like rehearsing what he was going to say yeah. to you as he approached you? It was like Game of Thrones, everyone was bending the knee, yeah. Yeah. paying their respects to the dime before, before they called him. Yeah, he's just pacing. God, 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 God Richard. <laughs> I appreciate you giving me time here on your Super Bowl weekend. Duval. <laughs> I appreciate you believing in me when I threw four interceptions in the first half. He almost slept with the fishes that night. Yeah. And guess what though? But I just but other than that. He surprised people, you know, I'm, I'm saying hello to everyone. I've been around this business. I've been around the block. Hey, hey, I, hey, I don't hey, share hey, shoes no more. Hey. But we just figured you might have shared one of those stories with us when you got back, too. And you well, never mentioned I told mentioned you about it. the wheels up dinner. I don't think I that's the one. Yes, that's the one where Sean Payton had, was sitting oh, with okay. Russell Wilson yes, yes, for the yes. first time. Okay. But you didn't. You and didn't, they were at a table right next to us. You didn't mention that your ring was getting smooched all night. You, My ring was not getting smooched. I enjoyed the evening. I had a good time. I knew a lot of people in the room. They knew me. You know who was there too? Jesse Palmer. Oh. And, and all we talked about was how wild his story about his <laughs> yeah. bachelor yeah. appearance yeah. years ago with Tom Coughlin went viral. He said his phone blew up all week of people talking about that story it's to him. a great him. story. Great story. And at that point, Baker Mayfield walked up. So many names yeah. to pick up right now. now. I'm just telling you, it was a, well, it's a wheels up party for you at the Super Bowl. It's a hell of a night. A wheels up's great. Man, must be nice to get invited to those things. Just when I thought I was out. Yes. <laughs> they me back in. Great job on the fly, that's Smitch. Awesome. There it is for the that's radio amazing. audience. That's me that so over good. Pacino's oh. face, getting ready to tell Fredo it was, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. 
By the way, that was when the Cuban government was really falling apart. That night was wild. <laughs> I had to go. I had to run. You, you know, I had to go. I had to get, get out. Get out. Right? <laughs> you had an out. Wow. I got an out. That night, I could tell you about that party for days. There's so much happening. <laughs> 844-204-RICH <laughs> number to dial we'll take your phone calls Matthew Reese is joining us here in studio hour 3 that's going to be great when we come back we, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll set off Chris Brockman oh. <laughs> oh, right. oh yeah you got a new basketball coach in your collegiate world no I'm happy. unless unless he's coming back because it didn't oh. sound like he retired <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Monster.com can help you win the job hunt, folks. If you are looking for a new gig, many of you might be, go uh, to Monster.com, take your resume, upload it there, because you can be already recruited on the spot by employers before they even post their jobs. And then employers check out the millions of resumes that are there, millions of job openings, great coaching and career advice. And guess what? Your resume stands out because Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows how to match you with those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. The regular season is history. And we all know, as we know, the playoffs, this is at that time of year, where you got to step your game up. Your A game's brought to bear when you go to Monster.com. Win your job hunt by using Monster.com right now. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Uh, let's go to Rob in Austin, Texas. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's it going, Rich? How's it going, guys? We're good. What's going on in your mind? i got a question here about sources uh, coming off the Combine and free agency reports. So kind of just a broader question is how do you guys as sports journalists in the industry as a whole kind of put some validity to sources. And what kind of sparked this in my mind was I think Peter King yesterday maybe came in and he said something along the lines of like someone at the combine said to me that a very good friend of one of the three Jets yes. decision makers, his good friend has not returned to call in two months. That's yes. like so many degrees removed from something. So how, how no, it's just that somebody's a good friend of the Jets general manager had not received a phone call from him in two months, meaning he's laying low and he's trying not to even say anything to anybody, including his good friends. Does that make oh, sense? No, I, I, I totally understood what you're saying. I guess I was just questioning about sources, not questioning Peter King specifically, just in general. I guess what, what prevents people from just, you know, I, I could make breaking news. Could you? Go for it, Rob. I, I do all the time. My kids don't like it, though. They just <laughs> say, no, Dad. I heard different from the playground, Dad. Okay. All right. 
Uh, look, <laughs> I, I, it's just, you know, there, there are people in the business, and thanks for the call, Rob, who who you should, you, I don't know. I mean, when I'm going around and I I hear things, there are people who you trust because they're, they're in on the information. And when I was rumor-mongering earlier this week, stepping out of taking my Northwestern Medill School of Journalism uh, degree and placing it off the wall for a moment. <laughs> it's in the green room right now. I've seen Yeah, it. right behind Matthew Reese, who's in our green room right now. Sure. I can't wait to chat with him. Uh, from Perry Mason and the Americans and so much more. Also, cocaine bear. Most importantly. <laughs> for a very, very brief bit. But without him throwing the cocaine out of the, uh, out him, of the, out no of the plane. There's no, there's no bear. There's no By the way, and in cocaine bear, you've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it now. I've seen it now. We can all confirm in cocaine bear. The, co- the bear loves cocaine. Loves cocaine. Loves cocaine. <laughs> loves it. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bad reaction to it. Maybe that was a normal reaction. Just, I really don't like, know. Don't trust the cocaine bear. Aggressive reaction. When they're telling you some rumor about the NFL. <laughs> so I'd like to have a new segment here called uh, Triggering Chris Brockman. That's the new, that's the, I think that's what we're coming up with. You can't trigger me today, Rich Eisen. Oh, we can. Oh, we no, can. No, no, no. Your beloved Syracuse Orange program. Yep. That in 1969, the year I was born, 53 years ago. In seasons, 54, I guess, calendar years. Brought upon a uh, graduate assistant to the basketball program. His name was Jim Behai. Yep. And in 1976, he went from graduate assistant to head of the program. Head coach. And... The legend was born. He's a Hall of Famer, and he is uh, one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Would you uh, agree to that, Christopher? One of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, right? I would. He's in the Hall of Fame. He is for a reason. Second all-time college wins. But you believe he overstayed his welcome. Very, very much so. Okay. And yesterday, after losing to Wake Forest. On a a buzzer beater. (laughs) In Matt, in uh, not Madison Square Garden, wherever the ACC uh, tournament is, like, they, they, they shouldn't be in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, It was announced that he's retiring. You tell me if this sounds like a man who retired oh, from his job. Oh yes, oh, this is great. <laughs> this is the post game. This is the weirdest retirement announcement in the history of retirements and announcements. <laughs> Check it out. You're you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, Okay, but so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not saying... I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're... How will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. This guy. The guy would be John Wildhack, who I used to work with at ESPN. Hey. He was, in a, he was a, an executive at ESPN program department, I believe. I got to Syracuse he's, in the fall of 98. He's okay, now so the I've, new athlete. He's the athletic director. I've been now in Kent Savard. I think I said that right. The, yes. The chancellor. I've been a Syracuse person now for 25 years. The two previous greatest days in my Syracuse fandom, championship of 2003, and when we miraculously made the 2016 Final Four, we upset Virginia in Chicago. I was yeah. there. Yesterday is now the greatest day of my Syracuse <laughs> fandom. Okay? 
This guy is so miserable. There was a succession plan in place years and years and years ago. Yeah, I don't think he was part of that plan. For Mike Hopkins. He was. He announced the plan that he was going to stay three more seasons and Mike Hopkins was going to take over his longtime A1 assistant. Then all of a sudden, Jim was like, you know what? I want to keep coaching. Yeah. And then Coach Hop left for Washington and turned them into a, a perennial tournament team. We have now struggled and been in mediocrity now for over a decade, minus the miraculous run yeah. in 16. Yeah. Okay? We're irrelevant when it comes to big-time college basketball now, and it's because he would not leave. I am so happy, along with every other alumni that I've talked to today, we are so ecstatic that now Adrian Autry, former player, played mm. for Jim in the early 90s. Yes. He's being introduced tomorrow at 10 a.m. as the new head coach. Could not be more excited for a new direction, a new voice, and a new face of the program. Today is a great day. Great retirement. Great, great, great job. Great. See you later. Does he sound triggered to you? I mean, maybe a little. Mm. No, nah, I wouldn't say triggered. We gotta, okay. We got to pilot the program with something that triggers something a little bit more than I that. I was triggered more about Grant Matthew Williams. Reese coming yeah, up. He, no, that's <laughs> he triggered more about what? Grant <laughs> Williams? Grant oh, that was two days ago. But you want him cut. But, Rich, as I, Chris and I were talking about this uh, Jimmy Beheim thing this morning, yes. I kind of told him it kind of made me sad a little bit because even though I know the Big East as we grew up and knew it, is no longer, yeah. and it's been gone for he a did, while. But his, he was his last like, game was against Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. Yeah, Those but, days are long ago where it, he was battling it out with Louis Carnesecca. It is long gone, but the fact is, I still, every time I see him, I still, when I see him, I think John Thompson, and I think yeah. Carnesecca, and I think Roley Massimino, and it kind of like gave me that thing to hold on to, and now he's gone. It's like, all right, what our you, childhood's officially over. What do you think of? I see Jim Beheim. Yeah. Guy picking his nose and yelling at officials. <laughs> And being a miserable, p- that guy was a that guy was a dick. Yes, wow. stop, stop, stop. Come wow. on, Chris. Look at, look at his press conference yesterday, and then he, and then he makes some offhand comment about, well, I, I, I gave my retirement speech on the court on Saturday. Did you? We all missed it, bro. See, now he's triggered. See, I would the say something. The audience goes away, and he feels like he could work blue on the rope. I, I would channel. say something about you getting mad at me saying the the. Jason uh, Tatum's son's name yesterday, but not this. But you did attempt to trigger him, so you There's can't get mad at him for that. Segment, everybody. It's a new segment. I'm glad that he's gone, and he, hope he never Brock. comes back. He should be at, he should be at the, the new coach's press conference tomorrow to end all of this. No. You don't think he'll be there? I don't care. There you go. It's not about him anymore. It's over. New segment, triggering Chris Brockman. Hour three, Matthew Reese coming up. <laughs>